0: hello and welcome to scoutcast this week uh, as always you are joined by me andy fpl teach mode unfortunately we are not joined by joe and seb this week but we have replaced one seb with another seb seb evening thank you very much for joining us
1: absolute pleasure mate absolute pleasure i'm really glad to give everyone an insight into my dog's health currently as we? well
0: very pleased <laughs> with that. So. oh that's that's it now that's what you're going to be known for <laughs> The guy, the, the guy with the guy the dog snores, yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, Seb, we're going to get into a little bit as to what you do and kind of what you're known for. And there's, there's quite a bit I was just chatting to you before, Anne. Um, but, you know, obviously, you're here tonight because you're such a massive FPL fan. But you've also got a little bit of uh, a bit of uh, credentials there with, with Hashtag United as well.
1: Yeah, I've got massively... I've always played fantasy sports. I used to actually play... Uh, the old yahoo game back in the day but really when the pandemic hit i got obsessed like to a genuinely unhealthy level like an unjustifiable amount of my time gets spent doing my fpl team tinkering around with it so very much looking forward to talking about it with you tonight
0: yeah it's going to be great mate and like i said it, in terms of what we're going to be looking at tonight we are well aware that there are another like 12 days until the next deadline. So, so much stuff is going to change. We're going to know whether Salah's back. We're not going to know whether he's going to be rested. We're going to know all of that kind of stuff. We've still got a game to play yet. Obviously that's going to happen soon. But what we thought is we're just going to keep you going as viewers because obviously we're there for you. We want to make sure we give you a bit of content as well. So we're going to be talking about game week 24. We're going to look at our teams and see kind of how we're both looking and how we're feeling and moves that we are potentially going to be making going forward. Uh, we're going to think about the game week 25 double because we know that now as well we know that um, Brighton are going to double we know that United are going to double as well so maybe looking at some players that we might want to try and bring in for those Uh, and then we're just going to have some a bit of a chat and maybe some questions from the the guys in the chat as well so I think it's going to be quite an enjoyable stream and Seb thank you very much for joining me tonight so shall we um have a bit of a chat about hashtag united before we get too far into it uh just tell us a little bit about it because there might be some people in the chat that don't know anything about it i won't lie i was a little bit ignorant towards it and i've been kind of researching it for the last 48 hours and i've been fascinated by it so let us know a little bit about it mate
1: oh thank you yeah i mean it's uh, where to start it's a long story i'll try and keep it really brief I said, essentially it's a football team that me and my brother and his girlfriend at the time now fiance alex started uh nearly six years ago and it was basically us playing football and we used to upload it on my brother's YouTube channel. It's a big channel. We've got a couple of million subscribers and we've basically made this format of football that we played in with our mates. It was the guys we all went to school with and we sort of gamified it a little bit. We played different celebrity teams, different YouTube channels, went and did challenges and things, which is quite commonplace now in football YouTube, but maybe wasn't so much back then. And it just really, really picked up and grew. And yeah, and since then we've been, we've played almost every Premier League stadium, been on international tours, travel around the world with it and um, we've now actually joined the real non-league pyramid we play um in the Ithmian league uh so we're that the eighth tier is the, sorry not the eighth tier the, well yes the is the eighth tier of English football which is a couple of divisions up from where Salford started or where the Dons and MK Dons and Wimbledon split where they had to sort of reborn the club so we are a couple of promotions away from the National League and we're and we've got a women's team now we've got a professional esports organization and we've now it's obviously got its own youtube channel where we make uh, all the content about all the teams um following their progress really a low budget non-league version of all or nothing
0: um, yeah. really. <laughs> oh, it's amazing mate. i absolutely love it i mean what's the dream What what do you want to get to do you want to get to the point where you can pick players in your fbl team that play for your team
1: well you know it's interesting to say that i've become good pals with ben foster in recent years and yeah. uh, me and brother went up and did his podcast and he yeah, there's a clip on his podcast he said i'm coming to play the hashtag when i retire but, <laughs> uh, we have ben foster sooner or later um so yeah yeah. i mean who, who knows we have got to do some amazing things we're living the dream now to be honest just be able to keep it going and keep having this much fun um running our own football club and, and yeah. growing the game and trying to stand for the things that um traditional football clubs have got stuck in the mode of not being able to do that and we're trying to do things the right way very very inclusive It's what Mm. we stand for so we're having a lot of fun mate we just hope it keeps continuing
0: no i love it and before we go on to talking about our teams because i genuinely i think people will be fascinated by this what Mm. obviously we talked about the dreams what kind of challenges have you really faced as well obviously there's there's going to be loads isn't there but can you give us just a few little gems as kind of the challenges that you found making it from the start and the, even the challenges you're finding now like it, uh, people would love this idea of kind of it's almost like footy man in real life isn't it like people yeah. do this in footy man don't they they start their own clubs and go from there what what challenges have you faced
1: a lot a lot. i mean i don't get me yeah. it wrong it's been an amazing journey but it's been phenomenally tough you know from the early days when people call us a cringy youtube team because our name is hashtag united and you're trying to take that into non-league in a very traditional sense is a difficult thing but our name sort of represents what we're about which is a team from the internet if you like and for anyone online we really stand for we try to stand for all things to a modern day football fan and for us you know i I feel like computer games and games like fifa and games and fantasy and just an online presence of football is as much as a part of your experience being a football supporter now as going to the game on a saturday or watching match of the day used to be when i was growing up still very much is now so um the challenge is we're trying to make get people to understand it beyond our youtube audience we've got really really big audience to watch us online and they love it and that's growing we get some amazing numbers uh but just keeping everything going you know since we join our names every other sunday so now we're playing two or three times a week. We've got three different grounds we rent. We've got offices, we've got staff production team. We've got a huge body of volunteers. Our youth team, hashtag United Youth Team is from under fours, boys and girls, all the way through to adults. We've got 500 footballers that play in the hashtag, under the hashtag Brat badge. So there's a huge amount of undertaking and we're very lucky. We've got an amazing uh, group, uh, team you know, as in staff, but also volunteers all the way through that structure to help us. But yeah, there's a lot of challenges. Production's a big one, you know, running this scout cast and other things you, got, you do. How much goes into setting up one stream like this you know when you're doing that multiple things every, every single day every single week non-stop there's, there's a lot that can go wrong and often does go wrong um and then it's just you know you've got to keep reinventing yourself and trying to come up with new things and new ways of making people take an interest um and uh and get on board with our little journey
0: yeah oh, it's amazing mate and i wish you the best of luck i'm going to be thank you uh, i'm going to be uh looking on youtube all the time now for your matches and keeping track Do and it. see how you're getting on there you go. especially when you play my team yoval soon as well
1: <laughs> maybe uh, one day yeah, you never know um never
0: know. so i mean one of the challenges you didn't mention there is the fact that obviously you've got this club to manage but also you've got your fpl team to manage how's your season gone this year what's your history like
1: my season started diabolically i got no. on the wrong end of a couple of uh key decisions early on uh, that if i'd got them right i'd have had a very good start right from the beginning yeah. uh, but i didn't i got them wrong and i consistently <laughs> was getting them wrong I, I was the idiot that sold james for chillwell thinking that i was doing it for a long-term move to get to lose the james odd cameo off the bench point just before james scored twice and oh. a few months back and got injured so i've been the wrong only of a few things i'm climbing back now though got all my chips in hand i think i'm about what am i am i uh 60 what i 60k something like that am i got yeah
0: we've we've got you as 83k on here but i suppose it's mid-game week as as well
1: at the beginning of the game week or something like that so yeah i've I've been making a bit of a surge into the top 100k trying to get my sights on the top 10k but yeah we've got a lot of work to do
0: yeah we do do you know what (laughs) i don't i don't know many managers that 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 can't say this season that a few decisions have gone against them. Like, do you think of all the different things that have happened this year? You know, Salah, Salah against Havertz in game week nine. I went Havertz. So I don't know what you did. <laughs> um, you know, Thank we you had Ant- yeah, Antonio <laughs> Bowen. Uh, we had, obviously, Bruno versus Ronaldo. Even Dennis versus King this week has been a bit of a swing already, and King's got another game yet. But how did you, as a manager, what are you? Were are quite a calm manager? Did you kind of take those hits on the chin and think, it's okay. Long season, or do you do you react and kind of you know try and be a bit uh, proactive in the in your moves? I want to react,
1: but I'm yeah. trying hard not to. I'm trying my best now to be more disciplined yeah. um, and try and make longer term decisions. But it's against my nature. I'm quite an impatient, quite sort of extrovert sort of guy. So I like to just back myself and back my hunch, which often, as you know, in FPL can really go against you. Yeah. Uh, but I consume an awful lot of the content stuff the scout doing lots of other people obviously Andy Andy who's been a big part of Scout over the years watch all of his videos let's yeah. talk FPL um and the black black box and the wire big fan of those guys as well so I consume a lot of that stuff and that's try teach me a lot from sort of the really experienced managers and one key thing outside of maybe late riser is that a lot of people tend to play the slower game and it tends yeah. to give them much more consistent things but uh so I'm trying to do that this year I've got all the chips left I've had to fight off playing the free hit a couple of times I am tempted by a wild card this week, though. I can't lie. I have, look, have been looking at it. I have been looking at it. But that double game week wasn't really what I wanted. So I, I think it's probably staying put. But it's tempting.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about those because I tell you what, I, I was, I'm was, i kind of a bit gutted you said you're tempted to wild card because I am too. <laughs> so I was hoping we would have differing kind of views. But I, I am really tempted. And we're, we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. We're going to look at our game week 24 teams. And if I bring yours up. Um, yeah. So for anybody listening that is uh, listening on the pod, he's got uh, De Gea in goal, Alexander-Arnold, Keane, ooh, Cancello, Ramsey, Bowen, Jota and De Bruyne and then Dennis, Ronaldo and King up top with Gray, Livramento and Alonso on the bench with obviously hashtag United soon to be keeper Foster as well. So um, tell us what your thoughts are for this week. Obviously, you haven't made any moves yet, uh, but what are you thinking in terms of moving forward?
1: no so Keane was uh, one bad decision uh, when I brought him and gray in before and um I luckily got away with the uh, I missed out his minus points last week had him on the bench but with Alonso there he might have to play this week because I'd probably look to use the transfers el- elsewhere I'm looking at getting rid of Dennis I only just brought him in yeah. to be honest I I brought Dennis in and I didn't captain him thankfully purely because i'm trying to get a good rank but i'm also trying to do well in particular mini leagues i've got one particular guy who's been giving me a bit of stick earlier this year nick brown you know who you are if you're out there i'm trying to catch him and uh he had dennis and i was like look if it cost me minus four just to cover him because i've just overtaken him after being like 100 points behind i've clawed him back in uh and i thought i'm just gonna get dennis just a hedge because i know he'll captain him. <laughs> so it was a hedge it went wrong but end of the day he wasn't my captain so never mind nick chin up um but um but yeah so it's um it's it's probably going to be Dennis that will go out this week. It would have been I nearly sold Ronaldo instead of Antonio for him last week, but just because of the rumours of the get double game week twenty five, which has now come to fruition, I held him and I'm glad I did. I brought Bruno in for for one week last week as well, which paid off nicely. Brought him straight mm-hmm. in, straight back out to De Bruyne who got a nice eight points for me. So I think keen and Alonso might stay. I mean, it would seem silly to sell Keane ahead of Alonso if I do want to get a defender in. Um. Because Alonso obviously isn't going to play for a couple of weeks. So it could well be Alonso to Dinier, someone I'm looking at. Obviously, that's the one a lot of people are looking at right now. Dennis, possibly to Watkins. Uh obviously Villa is looking good. I've already got Ramsey in place. So they're the sort of things I'm looking at, unless I go crazy and hit the wild card. If I don't hit the wild card, I can honestly see me not getting Salah until 26.
0: Yeah. yeah, see, Salah's a big one. Everybody's going to be talking about Salah because, obviously, it's a, it's a lot about when they get kicked out of AFCON or if they get kicked out of AFCON uh, because, obviously, if they win again, they've got another game coming up soon, haven't they? And, obviously, if they win that, there's there's less of a chance of him playing against Leicester. I mean, we all know what happened last time he played against Leicester, so it's not a definite that he comes back and, obviously, does something, but it's looking like he could. Um, that, that wild card is there. I mean, if 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 you were to wild card now, Knowing what information we know, because there's still 12 days until the deadline, how many changes would you actually make from your team?
1: Yeah, so I mean, before the double game with 25, it would have been quite a lot because De Gea and Ronaldo would have probably left, whereas mm. now they'd probably have to stay. Um, it would be at least six or seven, I think. It would be, you know, Dennis and king would go, Gray, Alonso, Libramento would go, king would go, um, De Bruyne might probably go down to a Foden just for affordability. I brought, um, brought De Bruyne in for Fernandez last week purely as a placeholder for Salah so he's just going to stay until I decide to do it but the the problem with De Bruyne is his fixtures are so good when do you want to sell him uh, to get Moe in so that's going to be a problem I've got to deal with there'd be six or seven changes I think I I was really hoping I was actually eyeing up a wild card last deadline Mm. I was waiting for the fixtures to come out if Leeds and Villa had got that double that we thought they would I was actually going to go for it and I was going to just bring in Deanie Watkins Rafinha uh bring loads of those guys in and just get it done but yep. because it didn't happen i've held off and i'm glad i held off now and um, so yeah it's one of them where i don't think it's optimal now with the way the doubles fallen. i'm not sure i have just what like i said to you before i just want to do it i love playing the chip it's exciting right um, <laughs> yeah, it is. but you, then you've got that little voice on your shoulder being disciplined thinking yeah it's exciting now but it could be even more exciting with other opportunities in the future
0: yeah it's such a strange one because I've been looking at my team an awful lot and obviously a lot of us are just keeping players because we know they've got those postponed fixtures so we're actually keeping players like I've had Watkins for ages he's not done anything but I'm keeping him because I know Villa have got those doubles coming up and a lot of people are doing the exact same a lot of people I'm exactly the same as you I've now got King and Dennis in my team and I'm looking at it and thinking the Watford aren't looking great they've got a new manager do they you know are they going to be affected by that it could bring a little bit of a turn in fortunes but Roy Hodgson are they really going to be that attacking under them and all of a sudden I'm looking at my team if I it's a good segue into my team now actually so I'm looking at my team and I could make eight or nine changes here I, I genuinely could so I've got Larisse in goal I've got Cancelo, Trent and Diop who's not even starting games at the moment he didn't start at the weekend I've got Saka Jota Madison Bowen and Gray and then I've got King and Watkins up top I've got Dennis Rudiger and Livramento on the bench now Straight away, I'm looking at my team and thinking I could have only two defenders this week. Uh, I'm also looking at, like I said, King and Dennis, who I'm not loving at all. I've got players like Gray. I could get rid of Madison as well because those doubles are coming, but the fixtures are horrendous until those doubles come. So I'm just looking at that team. Saka's got a blank game week, and I just think I could change this team. I could target double game week 25. I could get De Gea in goal. I could get get Sanchez on the bench. I could maybe even bench boost in in game week 25. Get that out of the way because we know that's a chip. That sometimes, if you get it out of the way, it's better. And I'm just looking and thinking, I could just keep eking this out, or with two free hit chips as well, wildcard might be the play. You know, I've got two free hit chips to to um navigate. Was it game week twenty seven where um Liverpool and Arsenal blank? I can navigate mm. that absolutely fine. I can get in my Liverpool and uh, Arsenal whatever I want, and I just feel like wildcard could be the play. But if I didn't. I think I've got to get rid of Rudiger for someone like Dean or Laporte. Um, and even then, I'm worried a little bit about Double City in defense because they got Champions League coming back. You know, I've got Jed Steer on my bench. Like, <laughs> it's, it's I'm just looking at it and thinking this team could do with a little bit of work at the moment.
1: It's difficult, isn't it? Because you mentioned the bench boost. You know, I, I've heard a few people saying that the optimum strategy, if there is yeah. such a thing, is to, you know, save that while Use the free hits for the, some of the, the blanks and doubles you mentioned to save the, the wild card as late as 36 yeah, and I then know. bench was oh, 35, sorry. And then yep. bench boost 36. But the problem I've got with that is one, I'm not that patient mm-hmm. and two is that that is surely going to have most of the teams are going to be, the Man City are going to have won the league already. Yeah. So how are you going to pick Pep's team then? Uh, there, there'll be all sorts of other things going on at the bottom of the table who, who, you know, we can get some funky results at the end of the season. So it's a lot harder to predict it. So I don't know if I like the idea of leaving two chips that late. I don't mm-hmm. mind leaving a free hit that late and having some fun towards the end of the season, I think that makes more sense. But I feel like the, the wild card needs to be played sooner and we keep waiting for these doubles there's always these opportunities that are coming and as they go you're hoping the next one's going to be more fruitful. But what if it isn't? Like there is there is some merit in just getting it done. You know, at, you know there's a few people that played Andy obviously played the early wild card last year and it worked out incredibly for him. Yeah. Um the early second wild card and uh, I know a few people that that's worked for before. You get ahead of the game and you can maybe make, not that it really matters this year, but you can make maybe half a million in team value just because you're bringing in the players that everyone's going to bring in. Like Dinier is going to be 5.5 in a few weeks time. He's going to keep going up, right? Watkins is going to rise a little bit. You're going to have a few other players that, like Rafinha might go up and there's going to be some players that price right, prices are going to go up. And also some of these guys like King and Dennis are going to be making an exodus from loads of teams. They're probably going to drop in a bit of value. I don't think that's as important as it maybe has been in other years, but it is something to consider. And you know, the one problem I've got is I would love to do a wild card over international break and maybe try and actually have some real fun with it and really put some thoughts into it. But because there's potential for more announcements to come about doubles or postponements or whatever, you're probably going to end up playing it right at the end, and then you sort of it's, it's another reason it's maybe a less optimal wild card because you don't get to maybe do a little bit of trading and gain a little bit further uh, over the international break. So. I'm still i say I'm right now i'm probably 70 30 against um but that 30 could change we will have to see
0: yeah and obviously it's completely team dependent as well you know there are some teams out there that look very good there's teams out there with De Gea, with bruno with ronaldo and it's looking absolutely fine but there are other teams and it, like i said i look at my team and i think this could do with some work and i and i mm. i'm completely agreeing with you in terms of an early wild card this year i I just feel like we're going to benefit from it more the earlier we use it. If your team looks fine, then obviously you wouldn't want to. But I'm, I, I i think there's going to be teams out there that, that try and eke through different weeks moving forward until they get to a double. And they could have used it earlier and they could have benefited from it earlier. And I'm just looking at it thinking if you're thinking about wildcard and there are people out there going, it's too early. You shouldn't be doing it now. We do have two free hits now as well. You know, if, if you've still got those, they are your get out of jail free cards in weeks that you need them. So. I'm very, very tempted to do it this week. But like I said, if I didn't, I think you've got to be targeting those double game weeks in potentially in 25. Although, is it as good a double as we think it is? I mean, if I ask you now then, who are you looking at? If you were to bring in your, if you had two free transfers, who's your optimal players you'd be bringing in from, from United and from Brighton?
1: Well, I don't think I'd bring in any more United players. I've got Ronaldo and De Gea. I just sold Bruno mm-hmm. knowing he's going to have a double because I don't really trust the main United attack that much. Yeah. Um, you know, I've just made the short-term Dennis move, which obviously backfired purely to take advantage of one double. That's come back to buy me before when I bought in grey and Keane. So I'm a little bit burnt by bringing people in for smaller double game weeks. So I'm yeah. not too worried about, I mean, De Gea and Ronaldo are going to be the two highly owned United assets. So I'm not worried about that. I don't think I, unless I decided there was a really good wildcard opportunity immediately after it, I don't think I would bring in anyone else for the double. I actually think I would look to bring in players for the more medium term like Villa because mm-hmm. um, Dini is already off to a bang. It's on set pieces. Looks like Stevie Gerrard's got him playing really well at both ends of the pitch. Clearly, he's a, I think with what he did at Rangers with the fullbacks, is going to be and Cash are going to be people that are very much well involved. Watkins, I don't see. The worst I see happening to Watkins is he gets forced a bit further wide. If things yeah. comes in and gets a few goals, he's going to have to keep his place. But I think Watkins is part of that team's press. I, th- I don't know if Villa will be as good without him, even when Coutinho has come into the mix. So Watkins is someone I'm interested in. Let's be honest, there's not many good striker options out there. For me, most people's teams are going to be migrating towards, especially with the double for Man United, Ronaldo, Watkins and Broja, right, at Southampton. They're going to be the guys to save the money, to get it into midfield, to get your city assets in defense if you're looking at double up to get salah back um so yeah that's 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 how i'm seeing it right now i think
0: um see i i think you're being a bit mean about you know i think there's a few little little players there that we could think about i mean obviously it's tough because you want to own these players at least medium term isn't it but like you mm-hmm. said i think i think de gea and ronaldo are probably the two that you, most people would go to aren't they most people would own and if there's any hint that ronaldo would be playing bruno all of a sudden becomes. A very good asset, doesn't he? But yeah, defensively, I was talking to somebody the other day saying, "Who can we even trust to start in defence for two games for United or three weeks if you're going to bring him in this week?" And it's really tough to pick a player, isn't it? Like Dalo, but but Wan will be back before the next um, Premier League game, um, sure. But Tellez, you know, they seem to be sharing game time at the moment. Would you go for someone like Varane? I mean, five point five million for he's a bit dull and there's not a lot of goal threat there, really mcguire's in and out lindelof's playing a lot I, I'm, I'm struggling there but there are maybe some other gems elsewhere
1: well what did dina get last week did he get 11 in the end
0: so, yeah 10 or 11 wasn't it
1: so 10 or 11 points and you think you know mcguire plays two games gets two clean sheets and a yellow card he's not going to be that much more over two games anyway and then his fixtures are good after that sure but yeah i mean i would just take dina with one less fixture over mcguire all day long i've always yeah. been a bit of a dna fanboy um, so that would be a really, really easy one for me. Uh, he'll, he'll be coming into my team. It's just a matter of when, uh, I think I can see myself taking a point six. That's the other thing is how close can you get to your optimal wildcard with a minus eight, right? And yeah. then is a minus eight or worthy price to pay to keep it in store. Probably is right. So if I can do Dennis to a Watkins or a Broha, and then I can do Alonzo to Dini, just bench keen for a bit. I don't need the money. I've got enough in the bank to do De Bruyne to Salah when I, when I do want to do it, um, then i'm sort of quite happy with that i think that's why i'm leaning against the wild card is i can get you know i'm not going to drop cancello or Trent. De hair for the double stay in there i can then have dna midfield so my back four sorted ramsey i don't want to get rid of because he's villa looks like he's fairly yeah. narrow, very good player very yeah, yeah. Very, very cheap very plain. well bowen's on the form of his life Jota's someone that could move out over time but doesn't have to go right now de bruyne becomes salah or foden it's just dennison and king and then the bench really so what you're talking me out of it more and
0: more here <laughs> good. as i'm talking myself into a wild card i'm talking you out of one which is quite you good You
1: said it's so team dependent isn't it it is, it so is.
0: yeah and that's exactly it and the biggest message i want to say is that it, there will be people out there that say you can't wild card this early when they haven't even looked at your team and it is it's if you feel like it's the right time to do it do it because like you just said andy did it last year i did it last year people were telling me not to do it and i i moved up about 300k in rank because about 500k when i did it moved up to 200k in three weeks like it can it can change your season if you do it properly hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line um nice. we talked about united there didn't talk about brighton at all which mm. brighton assets do you fancy because few people were burned by trossard and obviously mopay got benched but he's actually been quite consistent Mope, recently um defenders obviously they always seem to be quite good for low scoring games who would you fancy in that double
1: I mean it's lively Lamptey for me is the one I get excited about just whenever you watch him he's just incredible he's obviously getting his minutes managed there is an upside to that I quite like the fact that he could come off after 65 minutes and Mm. bank a clean sheet you know I don't mind that and at his price you can bench him easy enough they've got the double I I would be very keen to to look at Lamptey um I actually um had Trossard last year brought him in for one week and he got that goal.
0: The Newcastle one, yeah, Yeah, the
1: Newcastle one. So I've got a bit of a soft spot for him, but (laughs) I'm not tempted by him at all. We got rested recently, which was strange because when he did come on, he looked very lively. So I'm not really tempted by him again, unless I'm doing a wild card immediately after, because he's just a transfer in and out. And I'm I'm not, I'm not sure either of these doubles are lucrative enough. There's anyone that's standing out to me that I'd want to pay two transfers for to get them in and get them out again, other than maybe Ronaldo and De Gea, just because of how highly owned they're going to be. And if they go off this week and you don't have them, you're banging trouble, basically. Yeah.
0: I think if people are really, really attacking it, or if people are on wild card, I actually do think Mopey's not a bad shout. I think he's he's done well recently, and he is ticking over quite nicely. And if you have those kind of mid-price strikers up top, you can move him to anybody that you kind of want quite easily. I think you've already mentioned Lampy. Uh, I'd always be wary of Lampy if you are wild card, or if you're bringing him in, just because he could get injured so quickly, I and mean, we know that he is being managed. But even then, he is. He he does like getting injured. Cucurella is somebody that people like. Obviously, if you wanted to double him up with Sanchez. And like I said, actually, I would be quite tempted to have De Gea Sanchez and another Brighton defender and maybe go for that bench boost in 25. I don't think that's much of an issue. I think United could easily draw against Brighton. That could be a nil-nil. And you just look at it and think, I, I don't think I'd mind owning some of those players in that game week. But I do agree with you. If you're not going to card, you're going to take a hit. I think those United boys are probably the safer bet based on EO as well. Although we don't like looking at that. I think you have to take that into account as well. So, yeah, interesting. If you had to say now then, I'm going to put you to the sword. Who are you most likely going to bring in? Nobody for united are you so you're going to get dean no. most probably i
1: i think it's probably i'm probably being a striker in first i think dennis would go before alonso so if it was ju- if it was just going to be a um a one move it would be dennis to a watkins or a broha probably yeah um and then then it's a case of do i want to play play minus four to play dinier instead of king um and i do want to play Digne instead of king but do i want to play minus four for it because you know king did not play in the last game yeah, yeah. Um, he did get did get dropped so there is a risk he doesn't play and if he doesn't play i've only got livermento to come on and yeah. he's probably not going to play right so there is a risk there i want dna long term so part of me feels the minus four has got longer to pay for itself so I, I i like i like going for it if i get the chance to so i can probably see dna and the striker coming in for dennis and alonso for a minus four is what i think i'll probably do unless i get really scared about salah but it's just madness to sell Salah for another. Bring Salah in for another minus four when you've got to sell KDP to uh, <laughs> home to Brentford to do it. When I honestly think, if 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 um if Egypt do play in the quarters, which is on the sixth, and Liverpool play on the tenth. He's not going to do what they do on a regular international break. He's not going to fly home the night of in a private jet without, like Antonio in Cottonwall. The earliest he's going to get a flight out there is going to be the seventh. So yeah. He's going to land back, get into training on the eighth, two days before after a month that when they've been doing quite well without him. I'd be very surprised if he plays three from the sixth, if he starts on the tenth. That's just my personal opinion. So yeah. I, I'm not so sure he's worth bringing in for a minus four if you can stomach it. Obviously, a lot of people have held him, so yeah. there'll be gagging to get him back in their teams but if I had him back in my team I don't know if I would throw the captaincy on him for that same reason so yeah. if I'm not going to captain him do I want to pay minus four to get him in this week no I don't
0: yeah and it's interesting I should have said about my team by the way I've got 12 billion in the bank because <laughs> I was yeah I know so I sold Ronaldo for Dennis and I already had six million in the bank anyway and obviously I'm just waiting for Salah to come back because I wanted to be able to upgrade any of my midfielders to him and obviously he's now not coming back so I'm looking at it and thinking if I want those three cheap strikers up top. I could go down the route of having De Bruyne and, uh, and Salah in my team. It'd be quite a nice one. Could maybe then go to Bruno or something like that. But that means not having Ronaldo. So it's, yeah, it's interesting to look at. I mean, the only thing we haven't mentioned, by the way, and I think this is quite topical based on what happened in the last double game week, is do we do we continue to put so much stock into double game weeks? Because people are ripping up their teams for these double game weeks and they are turning into a hindrance more than anything else, aren't they? So is there a case of ignore him like you were saying maybe go for someone like dean who you're actually trusting a bit more you're trusting villa more than united and you're just completely ignoring these double games but well, not completely ignoring them but not mm. completely investing in them
1: yeah I, I i think because i've got the main ones i want which is ronaldo and de gea i'm selling to myself that do i want to pay you know for a transfer to get in a brighton player that i'm going to want straight back out again Maybe you could justify Lamptey or Cucurella, for example, to come in for Alonso for that extra game. But do I think they're better than Digne long-term? I don't know. I'm not so sure. So maybe maybe it's not worth doing that. Am I, 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 as I said, I've been burnt by bringing in people very short-term for these doubles so far. Mm. And um, either one of them's got postponed with Everton or um, the West Ham one or or, um, or Dennis getting sent off. So... I'm not too sure there is if you've got like an arsenal with a double or chelsea or someone else you bring someone in and you get two teams with really strong upside like you know man united have not scored lots of goals recently um and neither have brighton they don't ever score a lot of goals so does that feel like someone you want to be ripping your team up out to get other people in for people that don't have scored loads of goals as my personal opinion is i'm not i'm not afraid of it i was a little bit afraid of dennis and it was yeah. a bit of that fear that made me do it and i did literally say even if he blanks, I'm playing minus four to not get hurt because I knew he was going to be the most captain player. If he had scored two goals over the game week, it was going to really hurt my rank. So I said, look, I'm going to play pay minus four to have an insurance policy against that happening. I still captained King because he's the one I had, so I still backed my horse, the one I went with earlier. You know, grass versus stats. I went <laughs> with stats, uh, so I wanted to back my horse and go King. So I didn't captain Dennis, thank God, um but yeah like it was just an insurance policy a four four point hit to not get burnt by him but in the end up i got burnt by him yeah way. i know
0: and that, and that's how it happened and and that's the kind of thing where i think people you know, i've seen people taking silly hits you know minus eights minus minus twelves to try and get some double game week players in and i think you do sometimes just have to take that step back and think is this sensible or am i just getting drawn in by the double game week? and it's so hard to not to, well, the question is: are you going to captain him are yeah, you going to bring him
1: in are you going to catch them? You're not going to catch him over Ronaldo, are
0: you? No, so- exactly. I mean, I did it with Dennis this week. I was so close to rolling, and I did Ronaldo to Dennis because I thought actually I fancied Dennis to do okay in the two fixtures he had. But I was so close to rolling because I just kept thinking in my head, I don't want Dennis and King up top the next week, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it's those kind of it's it's those kind of thoughts, and maybe it's just that step back. Sounds a little bit hindsight so I do apologize, but it's that kind of thinking that you maybe have to do a bit. More, I, I did
1: the same, we were in the same position. I did my yeah. first transfer, like I only did my transfer about 10 minutes before. Um, I did my first transfer, which was de Bruyne <laughs> to uh, sorry, Fernanda to de Bruyne because I was 100% on that one. I did that move, and then I just waited about Antonio to Dennis, and I waited and I waited and I just thought about it. And in the end, I just, I just like, I'm, j- I'm just too scared of Dennis, I'm just gonna do it. And yeah. obviously, now I regret it massively. Um, but yeah, that was it in the end. It's just sometimes it's the fear of the double that can, can take over. And that's yeah. a lesson I've learned now when I think about it now in hindsight, it's so obvious, like why am I worried <laughs> yeah. about a Watford striker? Like when oh, I watched I that know. game that night, they were so dreadful. And I was like, why why was I worried about Watford striker? I already had one. What was I doing? So it's a good lesson learned.
0: It is, it is. And you never know. King might get a brace against Burnley and we'll all be fine anyway. Um, right uh we're gonna go back to our little home screen here and this is the time now where the people in the chat can put in any questions they like so they can put any questions again i'm going to reiterate this we know it's like 12 days until the deadline but people like chatting about it even during you know even when they know it's a bit of a break so chuck the questions in It can be about the game week it could be about the doubles moving forward it could be about wildcarding, it can be about hashtag united if you wanted to ask seb a few questions about his club anything like that we are more than welcome to uh we're more than happy to answer your questions so chuck them in now and we will answer as many as we can probably give us about 10 15 minutes i reckon before we sign off so you're more than welcome to chuck some questions in um uh oh yeah that's an interesting transfer that's happened there obviously Callum chambers has gone to aston mm. villa um i think that's probably going to be a backup though isn't it
1: yeah i think so We're gonna say yeah. he's gonna get out the same
0: yeah. yeah um Ash Riaz says, can we trust Dean over Cody or Ate Nori? Good question, because Wolves have been fantastic this year, but Dean's obviously got those devils coming up, hasn't he? So you would definitely fancy Dean over them.
1: Yeah, I've got a soft spot for him. I think gerald has gone out and he wants, knows exactly what he wants there. He's put him on set pieces on the corner as well, which he got the assist from. Um, so, you know, he, he's, he's, he started off with an absolute bang. I'm just looking now at Wolves' fixtures. Because um, I, I did, on my initial wildcard draft, out uh, Nori was someone I did look at um having I mean they've got Arsenal then Spurs so it's not ideal fixtures and then Leicester but um and then West Ham so they're not exactly fantastic fixtures but what they've been doing in defense is quite incredible and, you know they all they always were quite solid over the last few years but now with the new manager it looks like they've found that solidity again they've been changing around the number of different formations they seem to have found a system now that's working well um so yeah I think very very solid bet just whether the fixtures are optimal right now to be yeah. honest
0: um yeah I, I like him. I th- I think they they are kind of resurging at the moment under uh, under Gerard, and I do really like them. Uh, Colby McColby says, "Do you reckon Teles is worth a short term punt?" I'll let you answer, and then I'll answer. <laughs> depends who you're for,
1: really. I mean, in, in in sort of looking at it very matter of factly, he's playing for Manchester United, who've got a double game week and pretty good fixtures after that. Um, they're not keeping a huge amount of clean sheets apart from they did against mighty and West Ham on the weekend right at the nicking that right at the death that hurt a little bit he's a <laughs> bit of a risk you know I, I would say if you're going to do a short-term punt I think there are other short-term punts that maybe are a little bit safer like you mentioned Cucurella or even a lampty um or I mean Dino's not a punt really if you're looking for a short term to play for the double I'd be maybe tempted especially when a lot of people might have the hair as well don't know if I want to double up on Man United's defence, to be honest. So I'd probably be more inclined to punt on a Brighton defender uh, than I would on Telez, just because you'd never know when Shaw's going to come back. Um, that would be my response to that.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I wouldn't be going Telez personally. I think um, if you don't have to Gea, I probably wouldn't touch United defence. I'd how probably much go
1: with I'd be, be sooner to go for Dallo, just because he's easy to hide on the bench if you need to, right?
0: So yeah, bit... Dallo, I I would be absolutely shocked if wan didn't play one of those games. Absolutely shocked. Uh, but Dallas yeah, obviously quite million. attacking. Yeah, I mean, yeah Dallas so, what? Four point six. Four point five. um Golden boy says, "Would you wild card with one free hit left?"
1: Again, it, for me, it would come down to the cliche, "What's your tip? What your team dependency?" But with one free hit left, I'd be even less inclined to wild card, just because I think there are going to be, with a number of postponements to come, that we've got simply. Despite the fact that the cup fixtures will play havoc, they're just going to be a lot of double game weeks to carry on with. And when we don't have the information of them, we don't know when they are, even if they're four or five weeks away. I just wouldn't wildcard with only one free hit left. I think that you're going to need those. There's going to be at least two weeks you're going to need to do something drastic with your team. So you'd have to be in real trouble to push it with only one, in my opinion.
0: And also as well, when when we already know that game week 27 is going to be a Liverpool and Arsenal blank, you're going to have triple Liverpool by then, aren't you? You know, Salah's going to be back. You're going to have Robertson and Trent, or you're going to have Jota as well. And all of a sudden, you're looking at that and thinking, that's a perfect free hit week. So if you're then going to wildcard now, free hit then, you've then got another 10 week, nine weeks. Uh, no, sorry, 11 weeks. I've got a teacher. That's good. Uh, another 11 weeks without any free hits, without any wildcards. You've got to make sure you you navigate that perfectly. So I think you're looking at that and thinking with one free hit, it's a little bit tough to justify unless your team is ravaged and you really are going to be making 15 changes and they're all justified. Um, uh, Who have we got? It Always does that. It skips up. I had one there. Um, Kai Zero says, what are your thoughts on Elise from Palace?
1: Looks lively, doesn't he? He looks Mm. lively. I mean, they've got some great flair players now Um, in Zahar, Eze and Elise. They've got Edwards banging goals in they look under the air like a different side with gallagher in there yeah I've, i'm quite impressed by palace um i i think he looks good i don't know what their team's going to end up like i don't know if, he, if there's anyone i'm really considering from an fpl perspective at the moment there yeah. um mitchell our hero from a few years ago or a year ago he's got his place in there so he's someone that if palace did have a good run you could always look to bring in but uh, Elise i'm just going to keep an eye on him just enjoying what he's doing right now see if he can keep it up see if he's going to keep his place in the team and um just one one for the watch
0: list yeah i agree uh abyss uh, sorry Absey cream says where's joe uh <laughs> so joe is doing some much needed uh, improvements to his house uh, i think he's let fpl get some of it he's made a lot of holes in his walls, so he's getting to a uh, faster at the moment so uh <laughs> mm-hmm. um Lee Skip says, uh, sorry, Lee Skip Bayless says, Seb, as a West Ham fan, would you bring Antonio in?
1: So I just sold Antonio last week for Dennis. Um, But I'm obviously regretting that now because he's got a good fixture in Watford. I am a realistic West Ham fan. I'm a big West Ham fan, but I'm also a realistic one. I'm not someone who expected us to have a chance of getting top four. I thought we'd fall away. I'm more about the experience of a West Ham fan. The odd playoff final coming up the odd win over Spurs that's all I need right I'm not not too worried about more than that so doubling up on West Ham is I did it for a long time with Bowen and Antonio it worked very very well and Antonio's fixtures are good so if I could reverse that one I would um but I just don't know if I trust West Ham enough to want to go double with so many other options out there the the caveat being that really ideally if you're going to have one you just want Bowen but the thing is there's such a, a lack of striker options antonio just is a good option at his price point he just is a good option i think he's going to come good he's going to play three games he was in the squad for jamaica for three games and he's someone that mm. looks absolutely exhausted right now so that was ended up being the thing that actually made me push the button on it as well as being scared of dennis was look there's every chance antonio is going to get injured if i hold him dennis goes mad and then antonio gets injured it's going to be awful but i tell you what last year as a west ham fan not owning lingard was a disaster it was like this horrible feeling every time he scored a goal. It was like yeah (laughs) oh oh god that's gonna hurt you know so i don't like when a lot of people have west ham assets i tend to have to get involved because you want to be able to properly celebrate every goal they score um so yeah this week especially i mean if you've got a free hit this week this way i always look at it for a one week only move if you're free hitting is that guy in your team and the ultimate answer is for this week antonio is in your free hit team against what against what
0: uh, WT22 says, Seb, how is Kojo Apenkton doing?
1: He's doing well. Kojo's played for Hashtag. Um, we've had a great run recently. We've managed to go on a real, we got promoted again last year. So we've sort of in the new higher level and it took us a while to find our feet. But we're now kicking on a little bit and Kojo's doing well, yeah.
0: Oh, nice. I'm glad you knew that was. Cause I, and I hope I pronounced it right. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Um, I am cello says, hey Seb, I ran into Ross Gleed yesterday. Lovely lad, gave me him, gave me a pinch to come and watch next hashtag match. One thing though, his breath doesn't smell the best.
1: Wow, charming. Ross is a fantastic lad, and I can confirm his breath smells minty fresh. Um, <laughs> Ross is an absolute hashtag legend. Uh, so, uh, i tell you what, he wouldn't say that to his face. Let me tell you that right
0: now. <laughs> yeah, No. So I didn't know whether that was an in-joke, so I do apologize. <laughs> no, um, right. Varin Jaganath says, would you take a minus four to swap Sterling to Fernandez? Uh, he has KDB in his team as well, uh, bringing Salah in 25. So would you swap Sterling to Fernandez for a minus four?
1: Oh, you know what? That's tough because I said to you before that I wouldn't do De Bruyne to Salah for a minus four. And I just sold Fernandez to De Bruyne, so I probably wouldn't do that. But the Sterling thing is such a risk because you never know he could not play. I would be tempted to do that because he's already got De Bruyne in place. It's close, but I would probably think I've got City covered here. I want to get Man United double, an extra player in there. That's one of them that could easily backfire. So it's not a dead cert. It depends
0: how aggressive you want to play, really. Yeah, no, I like it. Right. I think we're going to uh, finish off there, mate. Thank you for everybody in the chat as well for your questions because we had quite a few there and I thought we could do it for a little bit longer this week because obviously it was a bit of a different stream. Seb, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Absolutely loved listening to everything hashtag United. Like I said, you've got a viewer now. I'm going to be watching those every week. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed your, your evening with us.
1: Absolutely did. Loved chatting FPL, so no, it's great to have watched Scoutcast for the last couple of years. So to get my debut has been a lot of fun.
0: No, no, it's been great. And I'm sure it won't be the last time. We're sure when we have an international break when Joe's getting his conservatory put on, we'll have you back <laughs> on, mate. <laughs> uh, so again, thank you very much, everybody that's in the chat that's joined us uh, this evening. Uh, and we will be seeing you next week when we be thinking about the next deadline. So have a lovely week, guys, and enjoy your time having a little rest from FPL. See you next week. Bye-bye.